Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice, all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it, and we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets. This podcast extra is part of your Slate Plus membership. Now it is time for our exclusive bonus segment for Slate Plus members. Over the weekend, muscly Pittsburgh Steeler James Harrison posted on Instagram that his two sons, quote, received true trophies for nothing, participation trophies, exclamation point. He continued, well, I am very proud of my boys for everything they do. This is the exact same syntax as nobody deserves to get their jaw broken, but... <laughs> Well, I am very proud of my boys for everything they do, and will encourage them till the day I die. These trophies will be given back until they earn a real trophy, all caps. And went on like that for a while and ended with the hashtag Harrison Family Values. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) So, nothing really agitates people more than the participation trophy Mm. discussion. NPR listeners, we feel like we under we understand the psychology of people who write in to NPR to vent their frustrations about, say, Kim Kardashian being mm-hmm. on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. NPR did this uh, write-up last year about the debate over participation trophies. And the people who wrote in, NPR readers, basically sounded like James Harrison. Just like this, we are all troglodytes. Mm-hmm. When it comes to this subject, that the participation trophy is ruining America, in America, wussification, pussification, all of the ifications, all the ossifications. So, Stefan, I imagine that as one of America's leading wusses, mm-hmm. 
you will tell us that participation trophies are not something that we should be all fired up about. I will, because children who are five and six and seven are not motivated by receiving a participation trophy at the end of a recreation soccer season or lacrosse season or basketball season. They just go out there and run around. The trophy at the end of the season is merely a token gesture from the league. And if it serves by being placed on a child's shelf for three or four years until they realize that, oh, my God, I don't want those stupid participation trophies on my shelf, which my daughter just cleared off of her shelf and put in a box. Um, that's completely fine. The idea with recreational sports at a very young age, and we're talking sort of nine and under, is for children to run around. It is not to demonstrate that they are dedicated to sports. It is not to kick the shit out of the opposing team. It is to play. Would James Harrison also forbid? He probably doesn't let his kids go to the end of the year party either because they haven't earned it, all of them. Or maybe James Harrison would like to distinguish among the six-year-olds on the flag football team and decide which one deserves to be recognized for his hard work or her dedication or her ability, right? There's nothing wrong with the participation trophy. I actually asked the uh, president of our local soccer league in which I coach, uh, the league stopped giving out trophies and medals to kids above like 10 a couple years ago because the kids didn't want them. And they started giving like a hat or a string bag or something useful. And then they stopped doing that because nobody really gave a shit. Um, but they still give them to the littlest kids. And they and she said that there's really no philosophical conversation about this, about whether it's good or bad, because they are merely this token gesture and nobody really pays it much attention. At the end of one of the uh, sports that my kids participate in where they charge way too much, but this is what you got to pay to use a gym on a cold night in uh -huh. or a cold day in New York City, they give a gift every session. So a branded hat, a branded thermos, a branded uh, sweatband, and that is essentially the participation trophy. It is the party favor. It is like saying, mm -hmm. we don't go to birthday parties to get the party favor. We go to celebrate the birth of someone who was randomly assigned our first grade <laughs> class. James Harrison, by the way, you know him from his fines in the NFL. Did you know that when he was a kid, he was suspended by his high school team for challenging an assistant coach to a fight? Plays the next game, scores th scores two touchdowns. After the second touchdown, runs to the other team's sidelines and was ejected and later suspended for making obscene gestures to the fans. That's the kind of values, the Harrison family values we need. It's the kind of child sports behavior that we want to encourage. Until you're ready... To make obscene gestures at the opposing team, kid, you are not getting anything. Got it? There is no more persistent uh, delusion than thinking that the next generation is soft. I mm -hmm. am convinced this happened even the greatest generation's parents. So the turn of the last century millennials... Uh, maybe they were a little older than that. They thought that their kids were soft, and then World War II came, and they fought, and Tom Brokaw called them the greatest generation. You always think the music's too loud, and you always think the generation is soft, and it's just not true. And even if by some standards, I mean, they probably aren't as physically tough because they don't have to be, but they have other resilient skills that we parents don't uh, recognize. The participation trophy is it's it's in terms of branding and a name makes you think that that's a symbol of the softness. It's not. It's just a, an association with a nice thing with um, playing a sport, which is a good thing. Josh, Josh, do you have something contrary to say? I thought that there was a smart uh, comment on the NPR thing that I cited 
before. Um, I thought you were going to say a smart having, comment as on having pro univer- football talks story yeah. about the James no, Harrison cer- trophy. Certainly not. The comment was, people who oppose participation trophies seem to have a very low opinion of the emotional intelligence of the average child. Guess what? No kid who ever got a participation trophy ever confused his or her modest award to the prizes and attention earned by the team MVP. And then going on, in short, kids aren't dumb. The If, if we're going to treat this with a, a bit of seriousness, I so my question for you, Stefan, is you... <laughs> Uh, you were defining the participation trophy as something that's given to kids who are below nine or below eight or below seven. That's not true a hundred percent of the time, no. but the, the kind of big picture question here is one that you've thought about with coaching your daughter is at what age do you start to teach that winning is something to strive for? And it's not just about going out and, having a good time and that if you don't play well, then uh, that's bad. And that if you play really well, mm-hmm. that's good. I think early. I think you can teach that at seven and eight and nine. Absolutely. I mean, at five and six, kids are still wrapped up in their own self. You watch a, 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 any youth sport and kids have no sense of passing or teamwork or, or cooperation. I mean, that's purely a biological function. Um, it is possible, though, to teach effort and exertion and competition and the virtue of winning and the virtue virtue of losing gracefully without making everything a morality play about toughness versus softness um, in six-year-olds or seven-year-olds or eight-year-olds. So all of these, these things are not mutually exclusive, but the vast majority of children are not gifted with James Harrison's DNA. They're not likely to become even high school athletes, let alone college or professional athletes, the way Harrison's kids are more likely to than everybody else. So what you really should be teaching, yes, is participation, is remaining active, is being athletic in some way. Um, The winning is part of it. So, yeah, I teach my 12-year-old girls to want to win because human nature says you do want to win. I mean, it's the rare child who goes out there and just sort of says, ah, fuck it, I don't care if we win or lose. They're trying to win. They're disappointed when they lose. But how do you encourage something? How do you reward effort and participation um, without making it seem like it is an empty gesture um, that is mostly directed at parents to make their to make them feel good about their child. And there are ways to do that. I mean, in all seriousness, again, what have I done over the years? I mean, I've actually we give out a a. We have a little trove, a little token that we have that we give out every week after each game. And it worked great when they you were give it out every week, every week. I give wow. out something called no wonder the name, of, the name of our so the name of our team is the power. And when they were in second grade, I came up with the idea of power bar. And mm-hmm. it's a Barbie dressed in our uniform. My wife. Melissa Block makes the uniform every season. And at the end of every game, we sort of get, we gather around and we talk about the game and we talk about sort of who did what. And the girls have to nominate one another for whatever behavior they manifested that day, whether it's scoring three goals or giving an assist or, you know, feeling sick, but coming back in the game. Or my favorite was when one girl nominated another girl because she gave a tissue to somebody else. They were like nine years old at the time, Um, but they still do it and it still works and it still helps them recognize each other for being good people and good athletes and good teammates. And at the end of the season, I give out a a certificate to everybody that I design 
And for for a while, it was very specific to each kid about what she had done and what's gotten better and, you know, who she was. And now it's much more thematic. I did an Instagram um, account one season and a Twitter account the other season, which was pretty funny. The Twitter account was pretty great. James Harrison will be returning his power bars that you give his kids. By the way, just the last point I wanted to make is every athlete now who's 25 and under grew up in this culture. So if you say, oh, my God, Bryce Harper, oh, my God, uh, Mike Trout, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, the entire infield of the Cubs, except maybe Starlin Castro, though he's not starting anymore. They're all American kids who grew up in the culture and did it ruin them. They seem good and tough and professional athletes. Yeah. Power bar, by the way, just to amend. Yeah. Yeah, the girls take Power Bar home, and they started accessorizing her when they were in second grade. You know, broken legs, blood, <laughs> tattoos. James Harrison the jersey. That, the thing James that strikes me as so funny and so quaint is just the notion that underlies this is that a trophy is so amazingly yeah. valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the trophy this you th- win, that's why you play the sport, to win the actual That's okay, trophy. right. It's not the playing and winning. It's the trophy. But just that hasn't changed. The fact that we treat a trophy that a kid gets as like it should have the same, we should have the same esteem for it as we, you know, Jason Day has for the trophy at the PGA Championship. (laughs) Claret jug. Well, in the original HBO, in the original HBO Bernie Goldberg piece, part of it was like exposing that one trophy maker does like whatever ninety million dollars a business. This big business, this uh, participation trophy racket. Well, it is kind of a so, racket, yeah. But the other the other piece of this that we have not touched on, that, Josh, is something I wrote about for you last year about the show Friday Night Tykes, that there is a race and class element to some of this. And there is a perception in, in and, you know, it's not like James Harrison, frankly, is, you know, he's a multimillionaire athlete whose children, I'm sure, are very, very privileged. Um, but there is a race and class element that does believe that toughness should be a built-in feature of children's sports and that we do coddle them by not making them tough, at least in this element of Texas football is depicted. So by thanking the members every week, are we making them soft? Soft. Like we give you you this whole extra segment every week. It's kind of just your reward for just being there. And then we thank you on top of that. I don't know. I'm beginning to rethink this whole membership program. Dead silence. No, I thought we were, we're in the hammer, agreement. The hammer of Thor coming down from Slade Management on me to to silence me. We love you, members. Trophies for everyone. Don't don't let podcast host character Josh Levine convince you otherwise. Real life Josh Levine loves you. Uh, all right, we'll be back next week. Thanks as always for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.